Tom Panos, John McGrath, million dollar agent. If only you had a video. As we three seconds before we're about to go on show, John started doing some squats. You're getting pumped and ready. John, I'm stretching. No, I'm stretching. I, I like to be stretched for the meeting and uh, to give my best. No, no, it's, uh, it's one of my little rituals. Before I go on stage or before I speak, I like the stretching. Okay. Well, John, today we're going to really get into some of your rituals or actually some of the way that you think because this podcast is actually going to be called You Inc. Mm -hmm. And the reason I've chosen that topic is that on the weekend I had someone that's not in real estate tell me that they read a book called You Inc. and that they loved it and that the book actually applied in their business life and they're not in real estate or property services or financial services of any kind. And they said, oh, this John McGrath guy, um, he knows his stuff. And we got talking and I said, he's a client and we do a podcast together. And I decided to get my Ewing copy out mm -hmm. and look at it. And I thought back to the time when I did read it. And thank you for sending me a copy many years ago, John. Um, at Alexandria, I received it. Uh, Mark Redwell came in and gave it to me. And I thought, John, that it'd be really good to actually ask you, when you were writing some of the stuff in that book, what were you thinking? Uh, how old's this book? Well, I don't know. It's probably a decade old, I think. Uh, it, it's the second book that I wrote. The first one, Tom, was called You Don't Have to Be Born Brilliant, which I, I always dreamt of writing a book. You know, I used to go into... Well, firstly, books changed my life. Some of the books, and I've spoken, I think, on this podcast about Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and Influence People. There, there's definitely been books that have changed my life. So I thought they've had a big impact on me. It'd be really cool one day to kind of pass on the things I've learned. Second thing, it's just I love bookstores, and every time I go in, I used to visualise and say, wow, I'd love to have my own book there with my name on it. And anyway, it was kind of a dream of mine, but for many years I didn't do it because of the fear factor. I thought, like everyone, yeah, I'd love to do it, but, 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 but who's going to want to publish it? Who's going to want to read it? Who'll buy it? It'll be embarrassing. I'll walk down Pitt Street Mall one day and I'll see, you know, copies in the 20 cent bin, all those sort of things that we, we kind of sabotage ourselves with. So I thought of all those things, and... And eventually, anyway, long story short, is someone heard me give a speech once and they said, I really liked what you'd said. Would you think of writing a book? And I said, funny you say that. I've actually written a manuscript and ended up being published. So um, some things come despite your fears and your attempts to self-sabotage. Some things actually end up materialising. So the Ewing book, Ewing INC, so it's the American, well, it's used a lot in America as incorporated. So the concept is, Tom, it's like you know, to see yourself as a professional services firm and as a business. So invest in yourself, market yourself, prepare yourself, organise yourself as our business would organise its affairs. So you as a call it employee need to do the same. So, so every, John, every real estate agent, even though they're not the principal of the business, they are a U Inc entity, aren't they? There are no employed employees in this industry in my world. Everyone is self-employed. Everyone is a personal brand. And I think nowadays with social media and courtesy of marketing in local newspapers and websites and so forth, people do become brands. And I think Ewing, funnily enough, even though it was written a decade or so ago, it's probably more relevant today in many ways than it was even back then. Mm. And uh, we see our, all our team as mini brands within our brand. John, there's... A chapter heading, actually it's not a chapter heading, it's a subheading, chapter two in the book, repack your bags. Yeah. And it's an interesting uh, um, quote because those same words are in the movie with George Clooney, uh, Flying High, 
I think, where he gets up and does a talk and he says it's time to repack your bags or okay. something like that. Have you seen that movie? I haven't seen it, um, but that came for me from a speech that I heard in uh, San Diego in America, in California. I arrived at a conference that was run in those days by Fast Company. Anyway, long story short is I was racing to see this talk that sounded great, which was called Repack Your Bags. And this guy, this, you know, the summary had said, repack your bags. We all go through dramas and tragedies in life that give us an opportunity to reinvent ourselves to be better. And I thought, well, that's kind of a pretty good topic. So I was running to it. I heard all these applause. It was the first thing after the lunch break. I was running down the corridor. I saw one of these easels and it had all the names, but I figured that was the right room. I ran into it, opened up the door, and I don't know if you've ever walked into a seminar time a bit late, and the door you've opened is the front of the room, not the back, <laughs> not the back of the room. So all of a sudden you're the speaker. <laughs> so I've walked in and the room, and I'm almost standing uh, on the stage next uh, to the speaker, and, and not only that, but I've looked, there's only three people in the room. So the room where all the applause was was the next room, but this was Repack Your Bags. And he said, come in, come in. He said, there's not a lot of people here, but I'm going to get started. Now, that was an understatement. There were three people in the room. And I'd made this trip from Australia, like 14-hour trip, and I thought, God, here's a judgment call. Do I act rude and embarrass myself and probably, to be honest, embarrass the speaker and walk out and say, this is the wrong room, or do I sit down? So I'm, I decided I'd sit down. It was one of the best speeches I've ever heard in my life. Wow. So this guy's an anthropologist, and he did talk about the fact that there are triggers in your life and they can be negative triggers, divorce, health scare, financial loss, or they can be positive, obviously the opposite, you know, new child born, get married and so forth. And he said, you must look at these triggers in your life as opportunities to reinvent your life for the next stage. So he used the metaphor of packing your bag for a trip. So if you're packing your bag to go to Hawaii, you'd put different things in it than if you're packing it to go to Alaska. Yeah. You have a whole different set of things. And if you're 20 years of age, you'd probably put different stuff than if you were 50 years of age. So um, I thought about that, and I thought, it's really interesting because we tend to, I certainly at that point, tended to go through life kind of just every day was about the same, just another day further afield. And he said, you've got to think about it. If you're now in the world of sales, you might have to have different things in your bag than you had when you were in the world of whatever else, some other industry. And I thought that was really useful. So he talked about the triggers, and he talked about, you know, do you have the right things in your, you could use toolbox as another metaphor yeah. for bag. And you know, what are the skills? So I started thinking, well, you know, back then I was just embarking on my new business, which is now McGrath Estate Agents, but I was thinking, well, there's a lot of skills I don't have that I should have, and maybe that's partly why I was, why I was at the conference. So I started doing a little list of what are the things that I need to be a better business person. And nowadays, you know, it was different back then, but you know, what are the podcasts I need to listen to? What are the seminars I need to attend? Who are the people I need to have cups of coffee with that have already done what I'm trying to do? And I think, create a list of, here's where I'm at. And the same thing if you're now a, a, a parent or a, or a husband or wife. There's a new set of tools you're going to need in your new world of marriage and relationship and family and so forth. So recognise that throughout your life, there are times when your life changes. And then working out what you need for that um, time to the change. And what you, by the way, Tom, what you don't need was just important. And he talked about the story, which which really was, was the catalyst for him, where he went over to you know, the middle of deepest, darkest Africa to, to um, visit, I think it was a Maasai tribes people, because he was an anthropologist. And he went there and they flew in in a small plane to this remote airstrip, and then they had to walk two or three days to actually arrive. And halfway through the walk, and he had this big backpack with pots and pans and changes of clothes and all sorts of stuff, you know, it was weighing like 30, 40 kilograms. 
and he was lumping it every day. And then one night he said he put it down to rest and he took his shoes and socks off and the, the Maasai sort of uh, tribesman or scout that was taking him guide, I guess you call it, to the tribe said, do you need all of that in very, very broken basic English? Um, and he said, it looks heavy. Do you need all of that? And, and Richard looked at him and he said, well, of course I need it. I'm going on this trek, you know, three days. And, and then he looked at the Maasai guide who had a loincloth and nothing else. And he said, in that moment, I realized that I was carrying stuff with me that I didn't need. And it was heavy and it was unnecessary and it was slowing me down. So then he thought back to his life. So that was the metaphor that he's then applying to his life is, does he have ideas, beliefs, stuff, physical stuff, if you will, mental stuff, that he's now carrying through his life that's weighing him down? And he said that moment changed his life forever. So I think the repack, it's a very powerful metaphor. If you get it, it's a very powerful metaphor. I think, John, to the people listening now, they've got a golden opportunity to actually dwell on what you've just said because for our listeners, what got them where they are is not going to get them to the next level. Correct. So their level of thinking, the resources, the people that they've got around them at the moment is potentially good enough for, say, 350 in GCI. But if they're uh, aspirational to be a 700 person, basically they've got to potentially get a, a PA. They've got to learn how to manage a PA. Yes. They've got to get a position description for a PA. Yep. They've got to start talking to other agents that have got a PA and learn about the, the pitfalls and how you go through the process. So I think it's a golden opportunity for them to... You're right, to Tommy. I mean, a great example. If you're doing 250 GCI, which I suspect a lot of listeners are, and by the way, nothing wrong with that. But if you aspire to do a million, reality is the habits that got you to 250 are not the habits that'll get you to a million. The energy, the education, the, all the, the presentation, all the things that got you to 250 are all 250,000 habits. Yeah. So w- what do you have to pack your bag with? If you're heading on a, on a roadmap called Million Dollar GCI, what has to be in your kit bag? And what doesn't have to be in your kit bag? I can tell you what can't be in there is resentment, anger, jealousy, disorganisation, um, those things that slow you down because you need to be moving faster, cleaner, smoother uh, on that ride to go to a million dollars. See, nowadays, as we grow our business, because we've grown a few hundred percent in the last five years, I now know that I cannot waste time on anything. So something comes into my mind that maybe in a previous life, a decade ago, I might have sweated over for a while and agonised and said, oh, Tom, can you believe this? And Troy, can you believe that? I now know I do not have the time to have that. So I just drop it by the side of the road. Like, it's almost like you hit the eject button and it's gone because I just don't have the time. So again, if you're, if you're heading to the million dollar GCI town, you don't have the time to be carrying stuff with you anymore on your journey. You've got to get rid of it and just carry the things you need, which is positive energy, organisation, a great network, good team, as you've said, a great CSM or a great assistant. So it's, it was very powerful when I heard it. And it's one of those things, Tom, that if I could have snuck out of the room, and I made a judgment, you can't judge a book by its cover, but I made a judgment because there was only three other people in the room this was going to be a bad talk. But I stayed there for some reason. There are no coincidences, if you like. I stayed there because I didn't want to embarrass myself or the speaker, and it ended up being one of the most profound 60 minutes in my entire life. Uh, So to our listeners there, I'd like to let you know that John has been kind enough to actually put um, the audit that allows you to have awareness of where you are and do a self-check that you've produced with Matt LaHood I'm going to have it on my website 
which I think is 25 KPIs that you've got to sit down and get serious about 10 being best, zero being worst, yep. rate yourself, because I think that's a good starting point to work out what needs packing and what needs to be unloading. And I think uh, the other thing I got out of that, John, is you've actually said it before. You don't know the seminar, the book, the conversation you, you have with someone that actually has a, a permanent change or has a deep impact. And uh, don't let a three-person uh, three seminar get in the way of uh, content that actually has been life-changing for yeah. you. No, exactly. And then look, I'd love to. I mean, why don't I give you for your, you know, uh, for our listeners, five books and um, the, the best five questions, let's say the best five questions that they send to your website yeah. around the next journey of their life. So make it relevant to repacking your bags. So if someone listens to this and they hear it and they would like to read the book and they've got a question about how do they bring on a new skill or dump a piece of baggage from their life, if they go to tompanos.com. Okay. Uh, so if you send it to tom at tompanos.com.au, subject box, million dollar agent, question, and what we'll do is John's going to give out five copies of U Inc to the five questions that we picked. We think are the we best five questions. Are the best five questions. And we'll do the questions in a subsequent Beautiful. podcast. John, whilst we're um, at that, I want to talk to you about, you've talked about if nothing changes, nothing changes. That's in uh, the chapter there. Uh, give me the 30-second version of what that means to you. Well, it's, it's very much the same as what got you here won't get you there. So you need to be the changing force in your life. Some people just think life is magically going to change around them. If, you're having, if you have bad relationships with your colleagues, you're the person that needs to change that. If you, have, you seem to have consistently disgruntled vendors or a gap in the negotiation process, you're the person that needs to eradicate that gap and turn your vendors from disgruntled, in quotation marks, into raving fans. So you need to change the stuff because if you accept that what's happening in your life has been created by you, if you want a better set of outcomes, you're then going to be the person that creates that better set of outcomes. John, people generally have uh, an overestimated ability of how they can change someone and they underestimate their ability of them changing themselves, isn't it? Uh, critical. and But the, the interesting thing, Tom, the common denominator there is if you change yourself, you'll find other people generally and other things change around you. So if you've got a different, difficult relationship, you can put all your energy into trying to change the other person, be it personal or business relationship, or you can just change yourself. And if you change yourself, you'll probably find they'll change at the same time. Mm. One final one, law of familiarity. Yeah. What's it mean to you? I, I mean, I know it means, John, if you've, if you've got a, a penthouse and you're overlooking the water and you're looking, uh, the first few days you'll notice the water more than what you will 10 years down the track. But yeah, exactly. What's it mean? Well, it's a good real estate metaphor, but in life it's very similar that we, we often, once we get used to the incredible things we have at our disposal and in our life, namely living in Australia or New Zealand, um, working in this great industry, uh, probably, hopefully blessed with good health, and, and nice people around you, people take that for granted and they start not necessarily abusing but just the familiarity has them neglect some of these really important factors. So they neglect their health, they neglect to be grateful for the fact that we live in great countries in this part of the world um, and, and they start getting complacent, even arrogant and I see this a lot Tom, you see it too because you and I get we have the great blessing of being able to travel around Australia and New Zealand, speaking to audiences and meeting a lot of great agents. It's a great pity when I come across them and they're arrogant because I just think, you know, humility is such a nice trait. 
you want to connect with humility, you want to be a part of it, you admire it, and yet when you see success with arrogance. So I think the law of complacent, uh, law of familiarity is when you get complacent with the stuff that's important, that's got you help get you where you are, and you start taking it for granted. So how do you avoid this practical exercise if you're listening? Write down all of the things that you are grateful for. I'm grateful I have a beautiful child, that I have great health, that I live in a comfortable home, that I drive a safe car, that whatever, you know, write down as many things as you can think of and then just look at those once a day. Just scan down them. Look at them once a day. Put them up, laminate them, put them in your shower, put them in your, in your book, look at them over lunch, whatever, and, and just remind yourself what you're grateful for. Okay, John. Um, look. For the listeners out there, if you're in Australia, New Zealand, where 98% of our listeners are, general, look, we don't know what everyone's situation is, but... Where's you, the other 2% from? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm going to have a look at this. That's I'm going to sit down statistic. with Troy because I'm convinced that there's someone out there sitting on an island in Greece <laughs> saying, I've got one of my fellow men out there on a podcast there. I'm <laughs> hoping. Troy, can we break down by country code? Okay. So, John... Finishing off, if you're in Australia and New Zealand, chances are right now you should have an attitude of gratitude because there are 7 billion people on this planet and 6 billion would swap spots with me and you Correct. and Troy in this room and they would swap spots with most of our real estate agents. If All you have to say is you've got to provide great service, do consistent work and you will end up having a good life. We, we'd, we'd get people coming from Africa. We'd get people coming from chemo awards that would be grateful to have Correct. what we've got. So um, what I'd like to say to our listeners as we finish off here, have an attitude of gratitude, um, and there's no better day than having your best day today. John, thank you so much. Thanks, and we Tom. will see you next week. See you then.